0: Welcome to Whole Lot of Love Conversations and Meditations about love in all its forms, from the divine to the day to day. I'm Katie Wise, and I'll be your guide. Welcome to the first episode of Whole Lot of Love. I'm Katie Wise, and I'm so excited to share this podcast with you. In this episode, we will explore and play with the theme of divine love. And divine love has been personified in a lot of religious traditions through the characters or images of deities. Now I'm going to tell you a great story from the yogic tradition. Here's the thing, with these stories, no special belief is required. You can relate to this story and the characters as a myth, as an aspect of your own higher nature, or as an actual ally. In this episode, we feature the badass of the Hindu world, Durga. Durga is one of the destructive goddesses. So in the Hindu faith, there are sustainers like Lakshmi and Vishnu. There are creators like Brahma and Saraswati. And there are destroyers like Shiva, Kali, and Durga. Kali is the sort of rageful goddess, the enough is enough and I will burn the house down rather than deal with this for another moment energy. Durga is a gentler destroyer what needs to be done, and just enough. So there's a time, much like our time now, where the earth is overrun with greed and toxicity and the waters are not clean and the airs are clouded and the demons are running the earth. Demons in these stories tend to be pieces of ourselves, less conscious, less awake. The deities, the gods and goddesses are those higher parts of ourselves. So the demons have overtaken the world. And this one particular demon has made a deal with the divine that he cannot be killed by man or God, and so is indestructible. And the gods meet Ganesh, Shiva, Indra, Lord Surya, and they're like, what are we going to do? And they realize this demon is not the brightest, and he has completely forgotten about the feminine. So in that moment, Durga manifests. And she is one of the most beautiful, most extraordinary goddesses ever. So Durga is literally brought into existence by the need of the time. And all the gods give her their boons, their weapons. And I'm I'm not going to mention all of them. You can geek out and go online. But I will mention the ones that I think are important. These boons, each of them symbolize something. So in one of her eight arms, she carries a lotus, which symbolizes rising from the challenge, the hard parts of life. In another hand, she holds Shiva's trident, and it represents past, present, and future. And the top of the trident is always bigger to signify that the present is the most important, and we are actually creating our future in the present moment. She's given a thunderbolt And that represents firmness of character, determination, and supreme power. So, sort of unshakable confidence and will. She holds a sword representing discernment, cutting through the yes and the no. And in another arm, she holds a conch, which is the power of the voice. So when we are in a time that we need to call on Durga, we need to call on our ability to speak up, we need to call on our voice. She's given a bow and arrow. And this is really about being steadfast in your aim. We did this really cool exercise where you aim your arm outward and you have a friend or helper pull on that arm and you put yourself in sort of a little warrior two stance. And first you just go into collapse like we do, like, oh, it's too hard, I don't wanna do it, why me? And you have the person pull and of course the arm just flops. Then you go to the opposite, the sort of sheer will, white knuckle, I am holding my arm no matter what. And you can do it. In fact, I am very good at that (laughs) very willful holding. And as my friend pulled on my arm, my arm wouldn't budge, but it was very painful. It was painful to hold. It was painful where she was pulling. And ultimately, I couldn't keep it up. Eventually, both of us became exhausted then there's a third way, where you aim your love and energy, and you imagine that for whatever reason, you've got to hold your arm up for the person or purpose that you love most. And as my friend pulled my arm, it didn't budge, and it wasn't effort. It was just as if the arm needed to be there, and nothing was going to move it. I didn't need to use a ton of energy to keep it there because the arm was meant to be there. When you're connected to your purpose, that is how you are in your world. You're unshakable, not from willpower, but from confidence in your purpose. So Durga comes in and she's riding a tiger. As my teacher Shamali would say, she has a hot furry animal between her thighs. She's riding the energy of the universe. And the demon is completely awestruck and asks her to marry him. And there's a little interchange where she kind of flirts with the demon, which again is is in the story, there's this idea of being playful with those lower parts of ourselves. She got playful. She said to the demon, you know, I made this silly little deal that I can only marry someone who will go to battle with me. And the demon thinks, sure, I'll go to battle with you. I'll humor you. And only in the battle does she reveal her divine identity. And so ever so effortlessly, with no extra energy, she slays the demon. And that is what I love about Durga. It's like do nothing extra. Do only what inspires you. Do only what is in service of others without exhausting yourself. That is the energy of Durga. And that is the energy of this time. We are being called into a battle, a battle of consciousness, a battle of our highest selves, our highest love over our base selves, our greed, our selfishness, our inability to take care of another person over ourselves. So why is this relevant today? What do you need to call on in yourself? What weapons and boons? Is it discernment? Is it rising from the muck and finding the lotus? Is it the conch using your voice? Where are you not in alignment with your dharma? And what demon do you want to face into this month? That is your Durga story. I look forward to hearing from you and finding out if this was significant to you. Now we will close with our whole lot of love meditation. If you are driving in your car, my suggestion would be to go ahead and do this meditation, but tell your subconscious mind not to go into a hypnosis sort of a space, but to remain mindfully alert and aware and responsive to your surroundings. Those of you that are in home setting, and you can cozy up and lay down and let these words just bathe over you, you can tell your subconscious mind to go ahead and go as deeply and fully into relaxation as possible. Find a comfortable seat or laying down position. Soften your head and your neck. Allowing any thoughts of past or future to slip away like a radio station being turned down. Allow yourself to become deliciously focused on your breath. Become so charmed with the feeling of your breath coming in and moving back out. The only thing happening now is your breath. Notice how calm and relaxed your body becomes as you focus on your breath. Notice your low back and see if you can soften the area around your kidneys and your pelvis. Softening now into a deep trust of this moment, of this breath. If it feels good to do so, gently extend the breath now. Slightly longer inhales. And a slight space between the inhales and the exhales. Allow your feet to soften and your lower legs to melt. Allow your arms and hands to relax, whether into the purpose of driving or into full relaxation. Center your energy now right on your heart. Feel that space just behind your ribcage, your sternum. As if it were a sun radiating love from within, through your body and outside of you. Allow the warmth of this sun to bathe you and hold you in its embrace. Feel with each breath that warmth and light moving out from you and then back in to your heart. Feel that the love within your heart is infinite. I want you to imagine for a moment, something that you are afraid of in your life something you're afraid might happen or is happening that you don't want and I want you to hold that entire experience in a ball of golden light want you to wrap this sunlight beaming from your heart around this fear, not denying, not rejecting, and not trying to push away in any way, but simply holding that fear with a sense of higher purpose. Have you ever been so afraid that something would happen? only to look back and realize that that something was completely needed and meant for your evolution. And then slowly, easily, let go. Let go into love. Let go. Right and wrong, of black and white, of all or nothing. Let go of good and bad, and just be in the now. Knowing beyond any doubt that your fear right now is being transmuted and alchemized into love. From here, gently bring your awareness back up. With each breath, beginning to feel more wakeful, more alert, mindful and clear. Begin by wiggling your toes and fingers, moving through your spine. And if you feel any residual fear left over in your body, go ahead and give your body a little shake. And then a gentle sway side to side. If you are sitting... just imagine your knees widening into a sumo stance and facing in to whatever it is that is causing fear in your system. And then finally place a hand on your heart drawing love, connection, and goodness from the universe and from those who love you and then landing it firmly on your heart. Take one more deep breath. If you have allowed your eyes to close, let them open and welcome back. You've been listening to Whole Lotta Love. Music featured in this episode includes Heima Durga by Katie Wise, produced by Ben Leinbach. O Mundo by Ben Leinbach, featuring Katya Leonardo on vocals, Bodhi Sechko on bamboo flute, and Benji Wertheimer on tabla. The Whole Lotta Love theme music is "Loca Love by Katie Wise and Bhakti Explosion. Produced by Ben Leinbach. To have your questions answered on our Whole Lot of Love hotline and to be the first to hear the next episode, become my patron at patreon.com slash katiewise. Tune in next time for more meditations and conversations on love in all its forms. Until then, may you be filled with a whole lot of love.